Greetings and welcome to another episode of Good Gas Mondays. Welcome to our online community where all we do is spread good vibes. That's the kind of good gas that we want each and every member of our podcasting community to fill up on. So welcome to your gas pump. Now, I firmly believe that a Monday well done invites a week of anticipation, not fear and anxiety, positive momentum, not that sense of lethargy and inertia and a sense of control versus feeling as though you're perpetually walking into unknown spaces, not clear and confident on your power to command those circumstances and make of them what you will. So what we say, a Monday well done invites a week of anticipation, positive momentum, and a sense of control. So let's make this your best Monday ever by meeting it with a plan and an attitude of possibility. What's in store for you this week? Or better yet, what do you have in store for this week? Because we're bringing the energy in. Are the next seven days ready for you? Here on Good Guest Mondays, my job is to help you intimidate and conquer every week before it even begins. And that means making magic on a Monday, eating your frogs and big tasks, and then meeting each moment with a clear mind and a sense of purpose. Welcome to our community of gladiators. Let's step into the arena and earn our excellence this week. I'm Crystal Tomlinson, and it's my pleasure to pour some good gas all over you and light you afire, ablaze for this week. Before we jump into this week's episode, which is a conversation around setting sexy goals. In Jamaica, we would say hot body, right? Your goals have to look good, feel good, smell good, taste good as you're approaching them in order to stimulate your excitement and make them attractive enough for you to want to lose sleep in pursuit of those goals. So if we want some hot body, stay good goals, there are some things we're going to have to do. Think about questions we will have to ask. But before we get into that conversation, I want to let you in on a little secret, a success seed, if you will allow me. There is no vaccination against failure. There is nothing you can do in preparation for your goals that causes you to be 100% immune to failure. You cannot vaccinate yourself to prevent contracting failure. And here is why. Failure is not the disease we make it out to be. It is a blessing that helps to refine our body's mechanism for strain and stress and tap us into our resilience. So if you want a stronger body, the muscles have to be put under some pressure, some pain, some tearing. And that is why in the process of building muscle, losing weight, putting on good weight, if, if that's what you're up to, you have to burn your way and tear your way to that muscle growth and development. You can't vaccinate yourself against the pain that comes with exercise. Similarly, there's no vaccination against failure. It is required that you bump your toe a few times in that wooden table leg in the living room as you maneuver your way through the house. It is part of the process. Action will earn you certain outcomes. And one of those guaranteed outcomes is loss. 
It's failure. It's the shedding. It's the big U-turn because you thought you were heading in the right direction and circumstances have changed. The reason there is no vaccination against failure is because there is no roadmap. There is no guarantee of what the path will bring as you traverse it. You can't know if there will be rain, a hurricane, a thunderstorm, a little drizzle, a puddle, a pothole, a hurdle. You don't know. And that's part of it because you are trusting yourself to figure it out as you go. You are trusting yourself in every moment to meet that moment with your personal sense of power, your locus of control solidly intact, knowing that the decisions that you have the power to make in every moment, will be the best possible decision you can make with the information you have. Now, some people are looking for perfect decision-making, preventative decision-making, making decisions so we will never have to fail. That is not possible. So don't set yourself up for disappointment by seeking to vaccinate yourself fully against failure before you begin approaching those goals. There is no such vaccine. What you're doing it's called procrastination. What's whispering to you to pause and plan for perfection is actually fear. And what do we do with fear around here? We kill that. So let's enter into this space of ownership, knowing that our goals are ours. We want them. And if we need them to stay attractive and continue pulling us towards them, there are some things we will have to do. And we're getting ourselves prepared to do that. So let's have that conversation. It's important to talk about the, the quality of the goals that you're setting and how those goals stimulate you and make you want to chase them. So think about somebody who you are attracted to. Maybe they work at your office. Maybe you encounter them from time to time when you, you take a walk in your community. Probably you've met them before and you have their contact information, but you don't see each other often. You just see them on Twitter or you see them on Instagram or you see them on Facebook. But you have established in your mind that when you look at them, them is who you want. Them is somebody who you just want up in your life, right? And you are attracted to them. They stimulate you and they inspire and encourage you to, to chase them. Yes? Sometimes you're just chasing them in your dreams. Like you don't have the courage yet to call them and tell them, say, you know, may go for a date or can we go for drinks or can I have your number? You don't get that courage there yet to physically chase them, but you start by chasing them in your mind. And so you create your fantasy. And your, your head drop on pillow at night time and you start to daydream that, you know, if it's me and them, they'd go out, would I do this and would I look that way and when you post the picture, it would I look so, and when she post the picture, it would I look so. And so you start to chase that thing that you're attracted to, that, that person in your mind. We reserve those feelings of stimulation, of being um, attracted to and pulled in passionately by and turned on by. We reserve those feelings for people. When our goals need the same thing from us, our goals need the same thing from us. If you're going to chase a goal in this life where there are competing priorities, where things are and tough and rough, where the ball game has changed on you and you weren't prepared, but there are things that just still have to get done. If you are going to chase those goals consistently, they have to be attractive. And unfortunately, too many of us have not set attractive goals. So January, February, March, April, May, June, the goal is still on the paper. Look on you, you are look on them. You probably created a vision board. And for the life I use, like you can't, when you see the vision board, it's just not saying to you, well, let's do this, let's get this done. You look on the vision board and there's no stimulation. It's pretty bad, you know. But the goals are just not 
set up in a way that is attractive to you. Oh, you're gonna run it down. Oh, you're gonna start daydreaming about yourself, living a particular life, um, in a particular body, in a particular job, with a particular degree, a particular relationship, experiencing and seeing the world. How are you gonna even start daydreaming about those things if they're not sexy to you? Mm? Your goals have to stimulate you. Your goals have to have the ability to turn something on in you. Either it's going to turn on your discipline because you have a way for start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. So you need to set the goals in a way that it turns on your discipline. For some of us, the goal needs to turn on the passion because you know it's a good goal, you know, but you're not a passion about it. So you have to find a way to set up the goal so it's sexy and turn on some passion in you. And for others of us, the discipline, needs, the, the, the goal needs to turn on the action. When you look upon the goal, it must trigger you to get up and move. And there are ways to set your goals. Somebody said, what if the goal is sexy, sexy, but meanwhile you are married? You know, I want to know how much of this is an analogy and how much of this is not an analogy, right? <laughs> but yeah, your goal has to have the ability to turn on your discipline, make you get up and work hard and lose sleep. Turn on your passion or turn on action and maybe all three. So I want you to stop and think whether or not the last six months have been what they have been, where the goals that you had in January when you scream out on the top of the mountain, this is my year, I'm taking back the year because 2020 was stolen from me by Corona and 2021 is the year and you declare the things that you were going to do. Have you not done them because the goal just wasn't stimulating you? You never set the goal, right? If it's sexy to you, I make you get up and put on some discipline on it and put some passion on it and put some action towards achieving it. If your answer to that question is yes, you know, let me look on the goal and I make me feel some type of way. You know, make me want to shoot a shot. Because remember, when you see somebody that you want, you know, first you're daydreaming and you're obsessed with it and you see yourself there and, you know, then can change your last name from now because you know say you're married. And then eventually, after believing and seeing yourself in the role of standing by that person, calling them on the phone, texting them, like you just see yourself up just with them and go out and everything. One day you just get up and you say, you know what? I'm gonna shoot my shot. I see this opportunity. Me just find out to them single. Me just find out say um them them did ask about me and I ask somebody. Me go me go shoot my shot. Me I go go up to them and tell them say me like them. I me go ask them for them. You, you feel empowered now to shoot your shot because you have been emotionally creating the atmosphere, mentally putting yourself in that space. So when the opportunity comes, you'd have built up the courage. You'd have built up the courage to actually shoot your shot. Same thing with the goals. Unless they are set up in a way that you will fantasize about them, dream about them, imagine yourself enjoying those good things. When the opportunity comes for you to shoot your shot, you're not going to shoot it. Because you haven't seen and believed and activated that particular element in your thinking, in your psyche, in your spirit. So that when you see the opportunities, you take them. And when you don't see the opportunities, you create them for yourself. I remember, you know, when you, when you see potential meeting, you know, you create the opportunities. If I book, we're going to book up in the supermarket for purpose. We're going to book up in the supermarket for purpose. Yeah. If you're going to just see me at the party where you're going and things are accident, you're going to see me and think of accident. But me don't say you post a flyer and your stories and you're going already. So if I say you dead Thursday, I just for me the Thursday. 
we create the opportunities when we want somebody we create the opportunities so when you want your goals the same thing has to apply you have to create the opportunities for your success and every time the opportunity is going to be there so how are you setting up those goals to make sure that you shoot the shot when you see it and all when you see the shot you create the shot for yourself so i want to share with you five things that you can do in assessing the goal to see if you know it's sexy or not and if you realize it and really see it and stay good how to make it stay good so you are attracted to it and stimulated whenever you look at it first thing is make sure that the goal are your goal you have to want it you have to want it you see this arranged marriage thing it no work as well as when you look at the partner based on your desires your beliefs and fundamental principles the, the attributes physical attributes that are attractive to you you know what those are and you look past my day and say yes see it right there so you have some women who say no i only date men of dark skin if you, if you have light skin you can't look good to me your skin have a dark yeah like original african dark that yeah the art the authentic dark can't be like a play play dark where you mix up with some other you know you have to mm. there are some women like that there are some men who if the lady don't have a particular physique like she have a petite you know she have a small and then i say everybody when a small big but she have a small like i'm supposed to count all her so and lift her up yeah her physique after just mm. and if she knows stays so small and tiny can't find her attractive you know, all if you start something, it can't go very far because it's just not stimulating. You have some people who are naturally here to do it for them. Anything them cream process fake here, them can't do it. Not, they know the physical attributes that stimulate them. For some people, it's in the eyes. Like if I can't get lost in your eyes, what's the point? For others, it's education. Like if you can't twist me up with some four-syllable words, me, I can't talk. They know the things that stimulate them. And attract them to their ideal mate. Fendi said she have a weakness for bow legs. So it have to be bow legs. Right? So you know the things that attract you to people. The same thing has to apply for your goals. The very same thing has to apply for your goals. So people can give the goal. People can arrange up your goal and say, you, you're going to be a doctor. Come let me pay for the doctor degree. Come let me put it in the MBBS program. No. Even with the best of intention, if you allow people to set goals for you, you will not chase them as passionately and in a disciplined way as opposed to when you set them for yourself. And so there are many of us who know people who are living lives that other people designed for them. People tell them that they must want, at this they must go, at a school they work, at a program they do, at a country they live, at a person they for marry, at a church they for go, at so they get married, and at so they have children, and at so they for and they're living out the life that somebody created for them. And they wonder why they're not happy. And you look at them life and I say, but your life fully have everything. That's that's not the everything that they wanted for themselves. And so they can't enjoy it. And they can't chase the things that would help them to to, to keep that particular life because on that they want. I know that them want people we go to school with I know a few of them who started a degree program because of that mother and, and father said them for do and mother and father not plan to pay for nothing else mother and father don't decide say you're a doctor you're a liar you're an engineer yeah that you are do that may I say you we go do mm-hmm mm-hmm 
So if you did one, go up at Edna Manley, you cannot go. If you did one, go heart, go do something in a baking and cosmetology and them, you can't go. Can't go. Mm -mm. It's up the desert you're going. And send them up there. And then these, these young people are, I wouldn't say all of them waste the time. Some people do, right? They, wait, they don't have any passion and interest in it. So they just don't attempt. And then they never finish the, the degree. There are others who really try, but because they're not passionate about this thing, they can't find the discipline to stay committed to this thing. No matter how they try to assimilate the information, it's like it's not sticking on them head. As bright as them be, the brain just not hold the info and them fail to test them. Right? So we, we know examples of people who are trying really hard to live the life that people have designed for them. And they're failing at living that life that was assigned because they can't get to live the life that they have designed. So part of the reason why the goal is not sexy is that you never get to design it. It is not your goal. It's somebody else's goal. Somebody else put this thing in front of you and said, that look nice and I love it. And you say, yeah, but you don't really love it. And so you can't find the discipline and the passion and the action to make it into something amazing. So that's the first thing. Look at the goals that you have on your vision board that you write down in your book, wherever. And ask yourself, are these my goals? I want this. You know, my right, so I want to go to school, go get a first degree. But at this, I really want to right, so buy a car in an X time. And at this, I really want to buy, say, I want to get married by this time. And I want to have X number of children. At this, me really want, like, do I want this? And if the answer is no, let it go. It's not yours. Find your own. Sit down and ask yourself the kinds of questions that get you to your goals. The second reason why a goal might not be sexy is that it's not clear so you know when you have somebody that you want to pursue somebody that you have an interest in you have a vivid and clear image of who they are you know what them look like you know what them sound like you probably know them smell like you know what them live you know how them walk you know the kind of pants them with them wear for tight pants or loose fitting pants you know it you know if them like striped shirt plaid shirt button-up shirt jacket you can visually picture them in your mind when you close your eye you know exactly what them look like for your goal the same thing is required. When you say you want to make more money, what that look like? Describe it. Now, how much more money? Precisely. How much more money you want to make? And from getting to the point of precise declaration of what, that is how you get to the how. That's what makes the goal sexy. You know, you're so clear and defined about what it is you want. It gets you closer to a strategy about how to get it. So you say you want to be a doctor, okay, what kind of doctor? Can enough doctor out in the world, or you're going to know which program to apply for, and how much money you're going to need for a doctor school. What kind of doctor do you want to be? Get precise. You want to be an ear, nose, throat specialist, okay, which schools offer that kind of program? What is the length of the degree program? How much money it costs? What scholarships are there that are available? Can you do it part-time? Can you do it um, virtually? It is the precision in knowing the goal that helps to get you in terms of the action plan, get you to a space where you can pursue the goal. And a lot of us have these goals and we don't know precisely where we want and where we're going. So we don't even know how to start finding the answers and creating that pathway to achieve the goal. So is your goal clear? If the goal is not clear, it can't sexy. Or you must fantasize about something you don't know exactly what it looks like. You don't know the curves, the patterns, the shapes, the, gate, the shade of the thing where you want. It's just a big blur in your mind. So how do you know where to start? And so many of us are, are like, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to turn. Look first at the goal and ask yourself, well, is this clear enough? 
Was I clear about what I wanted to achieve here? The third thing that might be affecting the attractiveness of the goal, the sexiness of the goal, is the fact that you haven't put a deadline to it. You don't know when you need to achieve it by, and so it can do any time you feel like do it. It can do any time you feel like do, because you have not given it a deadline. So when it do, it done. If it don't do, you're not late. You can't, you can't never late. When people ask you, so when you start um, apply for this year, then how many see you set, um, set up the business page yet? How many see nothing on Instagram? You say, oh, may I work on it? Mama soon do it. Mama soon do it. You can never be late because you don't have a timeline to get it done. You'll never miss the flight because you don't know which flight you take. You just know, say, I got foreign. Yeah, you just know. May I go to um, Europe? Okay. When? I don't know. You know, the flight them leave every day. So, me think I told. She can never make preparations to go board a flight because you don't even know by when you need to get to Europe. You don't know if you want to be in Europe in the summer or in the winter. The goal has no timeline, no deadline. You want a house. By when? By when you want a house? By when? So you can set a deadline now in terms of when you need to get the deposit, when you need to go and talk to the bank, um, when you need to find the property buy, when you need to get that letter of commitment from the bank. By when? By when you need it? Well, my ambition this year, I am going to um, start a new business. Okay. By when? Mel Jaden Couture. Big official business owner would dress me up in some nice clean things. Yeah, I have some more things to drop on the timeline for them, you know. Thank you very much. <laughs> really, 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 really love um, the items that you had, had sent to me. Um, so, guys, follow Mel Jade and Couture. Excellent pieces. Quick plug there. So, if you don't set a timeline for the goal, how are you going to know which flight you forgot on? You will stand up and watch every plane take off and say, yeah, man, I want, I want them plane. Go, mm -hmm. And the year done, you know, go find one because you did not set timeline the goal not stimulate if you take no action because you don't know when the action after take and there is a principle that i learned um from jim Rohn. the law of diminishing intent the longer you take to do something is the less likely you're going to do it then i'm a life story that i'm a life story that Year after year, me say, yeah, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And it don't do. Because the initial moment when I decided it was important, when the fire under my skin, I say, yeah, man, me go do this. Me go do it. I allowed that sensation to pass by my sleep and wake up and I have the same urgency again. In a two months, me never remember what me said me that go do. Next year, when you see me, I ask me, I say, rotted, me did say me go do that. The law of diminishing intent, the longer you take to do something that you say you want to do, is the less likely it is that you're going to get it done. So give your goals a timeline. That adds to the sexiness. It adds to the attractiveness and its ability to stimulate you into taking action. Timeline. The fourth thing that your goal is going to need is now consequence. Many of us aren't clear on what we lose when we fail to achieve the goal. You haven't linked the goal to a purpose, a necessity, an urgent need. And even if the need is not urgent, it is important. So if I don't get my spending under control, I cannot reduce this debt. And if I don't reduce this debt, I can never purchase a house because I'll never get the credit to do it. My credit score will be low. 
So you're still out there not operating on a budget. Just spend the money as you get it. And you know, if it's stretch, it's stretch. If it's not stretch, so anyway, my pop. Because you have not linked that inability to be disciplined in your daily spending to the ability to own a house and leave something for your children to inherit. You're not make the connection yet between the Burger King and the KFC where you buy and the little bit of fries and the little juice and the little extra this way you pick up at the mall. You have not made the connection that your inability to stop doing that is what is standing in the way of your ability to leave something behind for your children. Talk the truth. Make we just talk the truth and done. Make we just talk the truth and done. We don't know what the consequence is. And it's not that if we stop and think, we wouldn't figure it out, you know. But we're not even giving ourselves time to think it through. If I don't stop eating this way, it is going to affect my body in this way and cost me more money in this way. If I start get up at morning time or night time and do a little walk, do a little sprint, do a couple sit-ups, it affects my body in this way. And then that going to affect my money in this way. You have money for your food for sick? So how are you not making the connection between the money that you don't have and cannot afford to spend on a ventilator in the hospital, on a dialysis machine in the hospital, doing surgery in the hospital? The money that you don't have to do that, how come you're not making a connection between that and the whole deep fried that's on your plate every day with no physical activity at all? You're not clear on the consequence. And if you're not clear on the consequence, improving your diet as a goal can never be sexy because you don't know what it costs you by not doing it. For some of you, the only cost is cosmetic. You can't wear a two-piece. That's not enough to move people. We not can't buy one one-piece. We not can't buy the eye waist and dry it up here. So, right? The aesthetics alone is not going to be enough to get you to eat properly. Because if I look alone and do it, you know, you know, cover it. You go up on the beach in a nice little throw. And when you take a picture, they may take it so. Right? Nobody now for no say, you know? So, for some of us, we're, we're depending on the fact that, you know, I want to look like Halle Berry at her age. And I want to look like Jada Pinkett Smith at her, her age. And that's going to stimulate me. Uh -uh. Maybe for some people. But most of us need a lot more than that. You have to be clear on the consequence of not making good decisions now. So, you see, through me, clear, the phone that the app is on is actually... The one I use to do the live. But on my phone, I have a budgeting app. And every dollar, in fact, the app name every dollar. It's free, you can download it. Every dollar I spend, we put it in there. If I go up on the road and somebody um, asks me for like a donation of something, I'm going to give them $150. I take up the phone and put $150 to charity. Every dollar I spend, I mean down to the cent. There are sometimes people are waiting on me to move off and I cannot move because I just get the receipt. I mean, I don't want to fill up the purse with the receipt. But I just want to if I enter the sum so I can show the receipt. And they're like, wait, I'm going to come, I'm going to come. And all them I say, and if I come off on the phone, they think I probably Instagram or Facebook or something. They're like, mm-mm, I'm putting it. Right? I can't afford to forget. And sometimes you do transactions with people and they don't give you a receipt. I have to whip out the phone same time. I say, every dollar, every dollar. Because me have a goal for my money. My money have a mission and me need to set it plan. And it's so important that I get that under control. So, got to ask you, are you clear on the consequence that comes from not Bye -bye. achieving the goal? Bye, sweetheart. Are you clear on what you lose?
by not achieving the goal. So every goal of me set, me know what the consequences if me not do it. Because there's a part in my plan that asks why. Well, why? What's the goal you have? Well, why? So I have to identify the thing, the purpose that it's attached to and the consequence it is attached to. So that helps to sexify the goal. So just repeating the name of the app is every dollar. What's this? Oh, it fell out of her hair. Zia, come on for war with me, I know. Luckily, I'm at number five. Hi, ma'am. Hi. You don't, have to, you don't have to close the door so heavy, okay? Do you want to bring your tablet up from downstairs? Because I'm not going to turn on the TV. Okay, you want to go for your tablet? Okay. Okay, bring. to bring baby Mandy up. Nandy. Baby Nandy. Baby Nandy. I keep on a color, some no. baby Mandy, but it's baby Nandy. Okay, thank you. And, and bring her tablet as well, okay? You, you, you want to go for baby Nandy's here? Okay, go for baby Nandy. No running. Take your time. Take your time. Right. Number five, in order to get those goals sexy. And this is going to help you with the setting of the deadline and timeline to achieve the goal and the consequence of there not being um, an achievement in that area. Accountability, you're doing it alone. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what you're trying to do and so nobody can check up on you with it, help to keep you accountable, give you some more guidance to do it more efficiently. And that's part of it. That's, that's deliberate, you know. You know, tell nobody what you want, okay? You know, nobody ask, ask you, ask, ask you, ask, ask you. So you prefer write it down a little quarter yes, and whisper it to yourself and say, I want, you know, that more do this. But you don't want to tell nobody. For some of us, you don't tell people because you can't trust them and they're just going to pour negative energy all over you and, you know, mash up the, mash up the dance. But, talk the truth when it applies, you know. You're not saying anything to nobody because you don't want nobody can check, 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 check and then keep you accountable. And when you don't do it, no, you have to go tell them, say you don't do it. You tell them, say, I can start eating different. And when you and them go, no, them are watch what you answer. Now, why are you taking that for your appetizer? You didn't say that you wanted to change your diet. Well, why are you taking that for the main course? You didn't say you wanted to change your diet. You can't afford for them to match up the food you want to eat by keeping you accountable. One second, guys. Let me just check what's going on in the basement. Is everything okay? Yeah, we don't want nobody to keep us accountable. We don't like the privacy of being undisciplined. So, do you have anybody who knows what you are working on? Aston said, Jesus, my whole life story, right? So, <laughs> do you have anybody who knows what you're working on? Not one person in the world, just you and God just knows say, your plan to start a farm. Nobody at all knows say, your plan to start this agricultural enterprise. Come, come. What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> when you hear that ball in there, you know nothing around Mommy. Yes, What's wrong? You hurt your knee? I'm so sorry. Baby, no. sorry. No. Baby Nandy hurt your knee? Wow. Baby Nandy is being so rude. Hurt it. No, no. No, no. She wants some noodles. But we don't have any noodles for her. No, no, no. I'm sorry. She's gonna sleep now, okay? 
Mm -hmm. You want to put her down to sleep? Mm -hmm. Okay, put her to sleep in the couch. Saying say, night night baby Nandy. Put her to sleep in the couch, okay? And put her under the covers. Oh, you gonna bring her downstairs? Want to put her to sleep in the basement? Okay. Come. Put her to sleep in the basement, okay? Shh. Be quiet now because she's going to sleep. Okay? Look. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Be careful now. <clears throat> ah, so I see Marsha saying, my niece is my accountability coach for my change of diet plan. Annoying, but it works. May I tell you? May I tell you? So let me go back to my financial thing, right? So me have some financial goals. I have them, I write them down. You understand? I write myself at this, my day plan for 2021. I yes, so the thing there. And I needed a financial um, accountability partner. You know who me asked to be my accountability partner? My, my accountability partner? My mother. My mother. You know why I'm my mother? Come and know me can't tell my mother no foolishness. Right? My mother is on, in fact, she's on some of my accounts. So she know when money come in and at some places and how much come in. Mm -hmm. I always spend. Mm -hmm. She know. She know. Yeah. So when I say my budget X amount for groceries and I X budget amount for um, savings and investments and pension and this and that, when the month done, I'm have a, in fact, I meet with her on the 15th of each month. When we, we have those accountability meetings, I have to tell her what the balance is on in these, in these accounts. You know, I don't know if anybody's like me. I have like 12 different bank accounts. Every time one bank comes, I say, okay, this sounds like a nice little benefit here. Let me go and open an account over here. So I've turned each account into a sort of envelope. So each account serves a particular purpose. So there's one account um, that's focused on zia there's another account that's focused on emergency saving there's another account focused on relationship nourishment there's another one for um emergency savings i hope i didn't say that already um but yeah uh, debt con not consolidation but debt reduction so i break out the accounts for different things so based on the goals each account at the end of each month should have x number of dollars in there never tell her the truth never tell her the truth so i pick somebody who can you know drape me me no more than she know. So I'ma say, I'ma say, mommy, you know, um, I, I thought that, and but I have to spend a little more here because I, she said, mm -mm -mm. you know, if you do that way, you can do it that way too. Because she has the experience, so she keeps me accountable as my mother, who has real and true authority still to tell me what to do. Um, but more importantly, because I will be honest with her and I cannot bullshit her. And in the second part of it is that she has the experience. So when she sees me pursuing certain things with my money, whether it is she learned the hard way not to do it, or she knows from experience how it works, she also gives me that guidance. So accountability. If your goals are going to get sexy and useful and meaningful, somebody has to help to keep you on track. Oh, she went to bed? She's sleeping now? Okay. You want to go upstairs to Ty's room? Okay. So it's bedtime now, okay, Ty? We're gonna go upstairs. Alright? I'll be with you soon. I'm gonna go upstairs to Ty's room. Go use this staircase. Use this one. See you soon, baby. Can I have a kiss? I'll be there soon, okay? Turn on the light, Ty.
for the stairs. Go, go in front of her. All right, where was I? Mm -hmm. Accountability, there has to be somebody who knows what you are working on so they can help you to stay on task. Um, there's a, a psychological principle called the Hawthorne effect, where the more, once you've made a declaration and a commitment to doing something, if people hear you, so once you're saying, I am going to become a farmer, I'm going to start a farm, I'm going to turn this land into a, a, a pepper farm. If nobody heard you say it, you're less likely to actually do it. Not many people are self-motivated and driven. But if people heard you say it, it raises the likelihood that you will actually get it done because you don't want to appear inconsistent, dishonest, not serious about your life to those people who heard you say it. So that's a benefit, a psychological, real scientifically proven benefit of having an accountability partner or an accountability uh, circle or community. So for some of my goals, I'm using my sisters to help to keep me accountable. My best friend give me some tasks to do because she, you know, she knows sometimes I can get distracted with certain things. And she will check up on me at periodic times throughout the year. Sister Crystal, you're doing this. Come, we need to have lunch. We need to have dinner. I need to know what you're doing here. So. And then I also have a WhatsApp group um, with close friends again who I share certain plans with and they keep me accountable. So how is this going? How was that going? Did you remember to do that? Did you remember to do that? So the community can help me to get things done. Not because I'm lazy. Nobody thinks I'm lazy. I don't think I'm lazy, but I can get distracted and there are competing priorities and things will change and what you put first, something will come and bump it out at first and make it second and eventually drop off the list. So by telling more and more people what your intentions and your plans are, it gets them involved in the process of keeping you accountable. And the Hawthorne effect actually helps you because once people hear you say something, you want to be consistent, you want to stick to your word. So all who did hear you say you're going to do it, you have to make sure it's done so when they see you again, they don't ask for an update and look at you like, hey, just full of chat. You know, nobody wants that kind of um, reputation. So to protect our reputation in our social groups, when people hear us declare that we're going to do something or stop doing something, I'm going to stop smoking. When people hear you say that, then when they see it with a cigarette, they can look on yourself. You know, get the look of judgment. Then I always say, you know, so you have to either decide, say, I'm not going to smoke right now. I'm going to smoke when they're gone. Or not smoke at all. Right. Sadly, says the ego. The ego wants to be affirmed and viewed in a particular way. So you can't do the things then that conflict with the image that you're portraying to people. So, just a quick recap again. If you're having trouble with these goals that you have set, you're not reaching away with them yet. Nothing seems to have moved since January 1, 2021, when you declare that this is the new year, this is my year, I'm taking it back from Miss Corona and her evil self, and you, you haven't done it. One, look back to see if those goals are your goals or if it's somebody telling you that you must want it for yourself. Because if you don't naturally want it and feel attracted to it, you can't find the discipline, you can't find the passion, and you're not going to find the action to get it done. Secondly, is the goal clear? Just like how when you see somebody that you like and you want to pursue, you are clear on who they are, what they look like, what them sound like, perfume or the cologne that they wear, the kind of dress that they like, the shoes and slippers that they wear, all of those things, you're clear on it. So when you close your eyes to daydream and imagine and fantasize and project, 
you have a clear picture in your mind of who that person is. Your goals require the same amount of clarity. So don't just say, I want um, a house. Be very clear what kind of house you want, a two-bedroom or a one-bedroom. That will help you in your search. Do you want a house in the city or a house in the country? Do you want a house that you have to build or a house that you buy? Do you want an apartment? Do you want to live in a gated community? When they say you want a house, be specific. So when you close your eyes, you can envision precisely what you're looking for and so when the triggers come up in your community in your um environment sorry you can move to it because you know that that is the goal you want and that is the prompt that's the reminder that's the opportunity that's the moment to shoot the shot but if you're not precise enough about what you want you'll miss in the opportunities that are staring you in the face because you didn't even know that's what you were supposed to take up in order to go where you needed to go so you have to get clear on your goals are those goals vivid the third question you have to ask yourself when you look at those goals that are not stimulating and not turning you on to do anything about them well did i put a deadline on it you know did i tell myself that i could do this any any time am i the person at the airport that has i haven't decided when i want to depart so i'm just looking at everybody checking in and looking at all the planes leaving the tarmac where are you going? I'm going to Europe. Well, when are you leaving? On which flight? I don't know yet. You know, just watching and waiting and seeing. I'm not quite sure yet when I want to leave. Okay. Okay. You need a timeline. You need a deadline. The fourth thing that you need, you have to be clear on the consequence. What do you lose? What does not work? What goes wrong? What fails if you don't achieve this particular goal? You need a clear consequence. And then finally, accountability. Who is going to help to keep you accountable? Does anybody know what you're working on? Is anybody there who can help to remind you, encourage you, and feed your spirit and call you out on your foolishness if they need to? If you don't have that in place, if none of those five things are in place, I don't expect you to chase your goals. I don't expect you to chase, chase your goals. You're going to do what is regular, what is routine, and what is required to survive until something else is required to survive because your goals don't have any of the elements that's supposed to make it sexy. It don't meet any of the requirements that are supposed to stimulate you emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically into taking action. So as we enter these next six months of 2021, ask yourself, what they go on for my goals? Why am I not moving towards them? Why don't I feel stimulated when I look at them? Do I need to look to make sure it's my goal or somebody else put it there? Do I need to get clear on exactly what I want to achieve? Is it that I have not applied a deadline? Am I unclear about the consequence of failing in this way? Or do I need accountability to help make sure I say, me do it? Look back at your goals and see what they need. To just look more attractive and sexy and stimulating for you and if it means say you have to do over your vision board do it over a piece of cartridge paper and some something where you print out and some magazine do it over you are it's okay to have another vision it is fine do it over create a vision that really draws you in and pulls you into action you look at it at daytime and you say mm, yeah huh, butterflies in the belly i am so ready to go and get this done bam and you feel like you have to show up consistently it's going to make a world of difference for you. It has made a world of difference for me. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I started our 2021 Life on Purpose Mastermind. Because I know there are people out there who have these goals and just feel like they don't know where to start. Or they're tired of starting and stopping. Need some accountability. Need a system of people and a community of people who believe in them. And need some additional prompts on the journey. So that when the things come to distract them and the com competing priorities intercede or interfere, they have a way of getting back on track.
And that will do it for this episode of Good Gas Mondays. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so happy you found us in this corner of the internet. I don't know how you did it, but you made it over here and we are happy to have you. And if you are a returning member of our Gladiator community, thank you so much for rocking with us and helping to keep our show on the charts. It's because of you. You listen to it, you share it, you comment, you give us the reviews, you share it on your social media. And you invite other people to join our community and be blessed by our content. And we get rewarded for that by being ranked on the charts. And that's just so amazing. I'm very, very grateful for every member of our Good Gas Mondays community. So before you leave, I want to ask you a quick favor. It's going to take you 30 seconds. If you are fueled by our conversations, I'm asking you to give us a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you're feeling very charitable, you can also drop us a comment. Yes, review the podcast. It helps apple google stitcher anchor wherever you're listening to the podcast to know that this is good stuff and it ensures that more people will know we exist and they can join us over here in this corner of light i'm also always happy to read those reviews inside our episode so if you write a review it's a guarantee we're going to read it in a future episode i say thank you in advance for that and please share this episode with anyone you know who could be blessed and empowered by what we discussed today. Take good care and I'll see you again on Monday for another episode of Good Guest Mondays. Blessings.